0: Hey there, join elite ultra runner and train like a mother club coach, Stephanie Howe-Violet and Dimity as they talk through training for and finishing your first 50K or 50 miler. Among other things, the duo cover how to pick the right race for you, what kind of prereqs, both mentally and physically, and ultra requires, and why conservative, not crazy, mileage is actually key for a great training cycle. On March 2 and 3, 2019, use code ULTRA2019 in the Train Like a Mother Club to receive 20% off the 50K and 50 Mile plans. 24-week comprehensive programs that will get you primed to run a long, long way. Welcome, everybody, to this ULTRA webinar with Coach Stephanie Howe-Violet. Thanks for joining us, Stephanie. Hi. Thanks for having me. Great to have you out in um, Bend, Oregon, and I'm Dimity here in Denver. And what we want to do today is just talk through kind of the basics of ULTRA. Um, So I want to start with, you know, kind of how to know when you're ready, um, how to pick the right course. Um, you know, how to train for it properly, that kind of thing. And um, we've got people listening live right now. So if you guys have questions, you can either, why don't you um, hit the chat button at the bottom and then I can unmute you and you can either... um, either uh, talk to one of us directly or you can just type in your question. Um, so just, just but give us a heads up with a chat instead of just unmuting and talking because <laughs> that might be a little abrasive if we're in the middle of a thought. So <laughs> um, so Stephanie, you've led these um, ultra programs in the Train Like a Mother Club. We're going on year three now, is that correct?
1: Yep, yep, third year. Okay, all
0: right. So tell us kind of what you're, and, and you've been coaching athletes for a long time. You have a, mm-hmm. um, a specialty, specialty both in coaching and then nutrition too. So you kind of cover the whole base, right? yeah yep Um, and and so tell me what first of all what do you what do you like about coaching um first-time ultra runners
1: Um, It's really exciting, honestly. I I love it. It, You know, working with people who've run dozens of ultras, it's like you're just trying to improve, like, you know, 2%. People who are brand new, they have so much to learn. And an ultra is is a little more, there's a lot to learn. It's not like you can just sign up for a 5k and go out there and do it. You have a lot of preparation, a lot of time, and there's a lot of different um, areas that you can um, work to improve so your first experience is good. So, I love it, and you know it's it's such a great community of women that support each other. Um, you know, everyone goes through ups and downs, and it's you know really exciting for me um, to to work with this group of women.
0: Yeah, it's cool, and it's cool too because you go out, you fling yourself around the world. I swear, like, okay, I'm in South Africa, and now I'm in, um, you know, in the Alps of France, and now yeah. I'm racing in Brazil, and it's really cool because you come back and talk about you know your experiences, and um, and you're very honest about. It's not always, you know, finish lines and medals, right? Right.
1: It's not always great. No, no. And that's the, you know, kind of the nature of running an ultra. A lot of things have to go right um, Mm -hmm. for it it to be a a great day. Um, But yeah, I travel all over and um, definitely have good days and bad days. And I I think it's good to share that because it's, you know, as a... um, a pro athlete sometimes it, it seems really glamorous, but um, when it comes down to it we're all the same we're trying to get to the finish line um, as quick as possible without um, I was going to say the least amount of pain, but I don't know if that's really a, a thing with people, but <laughs> oh yeah yeah it's, it's the pain right exactly
0: <laughs> um, well good well, so if you have someone come to you and they say "I'm considering running an ultra um, mm-hmm. what what are some of the things that you want them to know? Um, mentally about the the training and the race. And then also, well, let's start there. What what do you think you kind of have to know about it before you're ready to take it on?
1: I think, you know, there's a lot of plans that are called like couch to 5k couch to 10k. I don't think couch to ultra really works. No, um, because (laughs) you're gonna, you know, the plan starts really easy. And actually, this is a little side note, but a lot of women when they first start the plan say this is less than what I'm used to doing, and I say that's good. Just wait; it's going to get hard. So embrace this time. But I think you want to have some experience under your belt in terms of running different distances. I, I don't think this is a, a good first time plan if you've never done, you know, a, a race over a half marathon before. Um, you don't sure. want to start with an ultra. So I think. Um, having that, I guess this is more physical, but having some consistent running in your background is important. And mentally, you know, it's one of the, the misnomers is that you run hundreds of miles a week <laughs> to prepare for an ultra. And that's not true. Um, the training is a bit different. It's focused on volume a little more than intensity because you can only increase one or the other at once. Um, if you try to increase both, that's kind of a recipe for disaster. So we focus on getting you ready to run the distance, maintaining general fitness. Um, there's definitely workouts. It's not easy, sure. <laughs> but, um, the focus is all on, you know, getting your body and your mind mentally prepared to go out there for hours because it is a different type of thing. If you've never experienced an ultra it's you know, you're, you're going to have even the best of races, you're going to have periods of of low, low patches and Absolutely. learning how to work through that, um, is important. So that's where the training comes in because you're going to have that in some training in some of the training runs. And then also the community of runners, you know, you share your experiences of ups and downs. Ups and
0: downs for sure. Well, speaking of ups and downs, I mean, I know this is kind of maybe a silly question, but most ultras are on trails, right? So we need some do people need to have trail running experience or is it okay if they've run you know I think we have our prerequisites are um, that you've run a marathon within the past year for the 50k and then done a 50k to do the 50 miler those are those are prereqs that have a little flexibility so if you have some kind of situation where you know you have a special situation just let us know and that might you know the, the rules are bendable, but, right? <laughs> um, but you know, does somebody who has never run on the trails and say, I've, I just ran a marathon last fall. Mm-hmm. Is it okay if I jump over to the trails and and train for a 50 K or tell me how much trail running experience I
1: need to have? Yeah, definitely. I don't think you need much. Um, okay. I think as long as you've run, you know, and we put those prerequisites up there to set you up for success, not to disclude anyone, but, yeah. um, you know, I think if you haven't run on the trails, I think having an open mind to switching your training to mostly trails is kind of an important thing to have in place before you start this program. Um, you don't have to run on trails every single day with the training, but um, you want to think about specificity. So if your race is on a trail, you want to prepare your body on a trail. So. For some women, that means uh, going out every weekend and getting to a trail. If you can't during the week, that's fine. Um, but you don't necessarily have to have a lot of trail experience, just the, the willingness to get on the trails for, you know, your training block.
0: Sure, sure. And, and um, talk a little bit about the shift that happens from the road to the trail because it's not, you know, we yeah. can go so ruled by our numbers and our GPSs. Um, mm-hmm. The, the road, and that can also happen on the trail, but I feel like there's kind of a release that, that is really yeah. lovely, in my mind, when you hit yeah, the trail. And so talk talk a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, when you get to trails, mileage kind of goes out the window. No one cares what your splits are, <laughs> really, um, because it's time on feet that matters, and every trail is so different. So if you're running up a mountain, your your pace is going to be so much different than, your, than if you're on a flat surface. Um, so, yeah, I really don't like to focus on mileage or pace, more on effort and time on feet, which in some ways is just a, a release of just like you don't have to be so rigid about hitting splits or that sort of thing I think it's it's more um, like type B personality even though I'm not not I I, I love that in training it's just that freedom um, to go out there maybe leave the GPS at home and just you know run for for fun so that is a big shift Um, it can be a little frustrating when you're used to running certain paces but I just encourage people to kind of go cold turkey and just like let it go like maybe if you need to don't run with a watch to start um, some of my, my, uh, best gal pals, uh, they don't, they don't run with any sort of watch.
0: (laughs) They just just go. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think that's really cool.
0: Yeah, it is. It is. And this, it's kind of like trail running is like for us, like wannabe type Bs, right? We know we're type A, we know we're runners, but today, like there, there's this freedom that comes with being out on the trails. And I mean, one of the things that, um, you know, if you've never done a trail race, I would encourage you to try one, maybe just so that you, kind of get a sense of it, you know, I mean, even if it's a, if it's a 10k or something like that, just to get a sense of what it feels like. I mean, because, I mean, I remember being at Rocky Raccoon a couple of years ago. Um, and my friend was running the hundred miler and I was pacing her towards the end. And like at the beginning of the race, it was like 5am and they were going off and they were like, okay, go. Yeah.
1: It's <laughs> yeah. It's, it's so different. Yeah. It's so chill. Yeah. And it, you yeah. know, it's like, it's not this crazy you know, go from the start. It's like, no after view. No, yeah. because you have hours to sort it out. And yeah. another, another thing to be prepared for is like, you can cross the finish line and it can be like a little anticlimactic, not always, but sometimes like there might be no one there. Um, that's happened to me before. Um, but just knowing like you're more doing it for yourself you, most of them have some sort of, you know, finishers, metal, maybe. Actually, not. I don't know. But you're not like doing it for like the after, you know, race photo or the, the sure. prize. You're doing it for the experience. And I think that's so cool.
0: Well, and, and to go along with that, and this is not to bash road running by any stretch, because I know there's a lot of community and support out there, but there is something really um, connecting and special when you're out there, you know, in, um, in the early morning or maybe at night, although, you know, most of these Because 50K and 50 milers, well, they'll 50 milers. Anyway, the point is, is that when you're out there either by yourself or with somebody else, you know, it is this really magical time Mm -hmm. that um, you just don't get anywhere, any other time, or I don't, I should say. Yeah, yeah, no.
1: But like, it's just very,
0: (laughs) you know, like the stars and the the quiet and the, and the just, I don't know, there's just something so surreal and sublime about it all. I mean, you got to train to get there and we'll talk about that in a second Mm -hmm just know that you're going into a very different experience if you are mostly a road runner or if you're coming from triathlon or something like that, where it's very structured and you're in, you're out, you're T1, you're T2, you're watching your splits, you know, it's just got this very kind of chill hippie vibe.
1: for. It does have a chill vibe. And I I really like that. I think, you know, you're, you're going at a pace and I don't want to say you're going slower because you're not, but it just, it feels a little bit different and it allows for time to maybe like, to your competitors yeah like I've had some great conversations on 100 mile races before and you don't you don't always get that you know in like a, a road race where it is you know it's faster so you I don't know people they're not it's not that they're not as friendly it's just the culture is different so the different. Exactly. Yeah. yeah
0: well and so um and and talk a little bit about um, just you know I mean we talk about this a lot in the programs but I mean, hiking is not only um, allowed; it's encouraged, right? Yes, I mean, definitely. so you're not, you know, especially like you're talking about. If you hit a long hill, like this, is all about energy. Um, oh, what's the word? Energy saving your energy, right? Yeah, and yeah, spending it in the right ways, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, just you talk. You know, sometimes you're scrambling, sometimes you're hiking, sometimes you're sprinting. Like, it, there's mm-hmm. a lot of different gears.
1: There, there are a lot of different gears and walking is really a a tool you can use in a race. And it's not like you're, you're slower by walking. It's when the hill is steep enough and long enough, you're actually going to go faster for the amount of energy output you have. And so in a 50 K or 50 mile, that's, that's encouraged. Like that's what you should do because that helps you get to the finish line faster. So there's many different, um, different running, I guess, strides or just different, different things you go through in the race. It's not like you're doing the same turnover, you know, over and over again. And that's why, you know, sometimes people see a race profile and it's, it's mountainous and it looks like terrifying. Like, ah, those hills. And I say, no, that's actually, to me, I think an easier race because it breaks it up. A flat 50 K to me is a little bit more challenging because you have to run the whole time. Exactly. If there's hills, and I'm not saying it's easy by any means, but if there's hills, you get periods where you're going to be walking, hiking uphill, and then going faster downhill. I think for a new runner, I would actually suggest a trail that has some hills in it rather than a flat course because that's a little bit harder to just think about a constant turnover for 31 miles. <laughs> totally, totally.
0: Um, that said, you know, there definitely, I mean, there are um not a ton, or I guess there I shouldn't say that, but th- it's not like there are a lot of ultra courses that are um rated beginner friendly, right? <laughs> I mean, because you're gonna be out there in the elements no matter what, right? I mean, there's right. certainly ones that like like I said, Rocky Raccoon is a nice flat-ish course, but it's still mm-hmm. challenging. I mean, are there anything that people should look for as they're looking for their first ultra
1: course? Yeah, I think so. Um, the the best race for you is going to be the one you're most excited about for whatever reason. It could be the destination, the group of people, the race directors, um, the post-race party that they put on. That's going to be your best bet because when you get into the training, it gets it gets hard. And if you're really not looking forward to the race, it can be tough to keep going. So I think look for a race that really draws you in. Um, I also think looking for a race that um, you can train on um, trails that are similar to the the race profile, that's important. So if you live in Iowa, it might be a little bit difficult to do like (laughs) a race in the the French Alps. Right, sure. because um, you, you don't have the specific terrain, so that shouldn't be like a limiting factor, but it should be a consideration. Like, can I get on terrain that's going to mimic what I see at, at you know the race? And then um, you know, races are different in terms of the number of people. So, do you want a race that's really big, full of energy? Like, I think of the North Face um, endurance challenge races. They're like a they're a celebration. There's yeah. tons of people. Re- you finish, and there's like hundreds of people there like high-fiving you or do you want something a little bit smaller and more low-key where you you show up and they kind of are like five minutes late to the start the race director and says like okay everyone go and then at the finish it's just like there's maybe people sitting around a fire playing a guitar I mean you know those are both awesome but it just depends on what experience you want
0: yep yep well that's a good question so I think um she's honest with this call so if you want to talk I think you say your name um Sadie I believe um but she wanted to know you know so she wanted to know if her first 50k 50k race should be local or somewhere Mm -hmm. else she's in the middle of doing um she wants to run a half marathon at least a half marathon in every state so she's Mm -hmm. almost oh cool you know does she want like there is something to be said for being able to train at home and and be familiar with the trails Mm -hmm. And there's also something to be said for a little bit of an adventure so um i mean you kind of already answered this but what would you tell
1: her so, I mean, it's nice to be able to sleep in your own bed the night before, and you're pretty familiar then with the trails and what to expect. Um, so that's that's how I did my first 50K, but I mean, there's also something to be said for traveling somewhere and making it a dedicated trip, which kind of makes not, you don't take it more seriously, but it makes it more of a a thing rather just like, this is in my backyard. So sure, I'm just going to sure. like kinda roll into it. Um I think it really depends on again what you're more excited about. Like, do you want to go to California in the winter? Because I do. Um, or <laughs> do you want? Do you live somewhere totally awesome and you like this is your your trail, like the race you want to do? So I could see going either way.
0: Okay, okay. Um, and so here's some here's some other questions from her, and I, so um, this kind of lead into other things. And again, if you guys have questions, just put it in the chat box underneath. It, or if you want to um, bring up, you know, a point off of what we're talking about. So, um, her, um, base weekly mileage before she starts training for a 50 K. So you've kind of alluded to this. Both of these programs are 24 weeks, which more or less is six months. That's a long time to be training. Yeah. So we, like you said, we ramp you up pretty nicely the first couple of weeks, but is what, what do you want to see before somebody comes into the plan?
1: Just some consistent running under their belts, like running three to four days a week, nothing crazy. Um, okay. I mean, an hour less than – like 30 to 60 minutes a few days a week. Um, And our plan, it does kind of start you from the base and build a base. So if you're training a lot already, it might seem like a step back um, with some of the volume, but it's done purposefully. Um, You know, a steep – there's nothing worse than a steep ramp um, to increase your risk for injury. So we've got a very – shallow gentle gentle yeah Uh, it's kind of
0: like uh um one of
1: those pools that you wade into slowly yes yes it's good it gets deep at the end but um you don't have to be you know training a lot to come into this plan we'll um we'll get you ramped up (laughs) exactly
0: and and um and so and she's also asking the days there's two so on the 50k plan it's five days a week of training Mm -hmm. um most of them have four runs and one cross training day um and then um and then there's strength training um throughout the whole week uh or every week, there's two strength routines that Stephanie um put together that are between I think six to nine moves, um stuff that you do yourself, right? Yep. A lot of yep. really um there's agility. It's
1: exactly what I do.
0: <laughs> exactly what you do. And yeah. it never gets easier, right? Or sometimes no. it gets easier.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. But yeah, so it's stuff that's you know, built um Definitely for the, um, the the trail runner, the ultra runner, mm-hmm. um, there's some stuff like there's some kettlebells in there. There's a couple things with weights, but a lot of it is just body weight as well. So mm-hmm. if you don't have access to a gym or to weights, we can definitely help you modify the program a little bit. Yeah. Um, and just jumping up, if you're thinking about the 50 miler, it's very similar, except for that you only have one rest day a week. And, um, and the difference between them is that the 50 miler um, you, you do a couple days of back-to-back running, right? You do the back-to-back runs and talk a little bit about those and why, why somebody would want to, um, why that's important for a 50 miler.
1: Yeah. So to get a little more volume, just to prepare your body to race 50 miles, um, you can't really, you can't really have a training run that's like seven or eight hours. I mean, you can, but it's really not that effective in terms of like, fitness adaptations so instead we break it into two days in back-to-back long run so you do the first run and say i'm just going to pick random numbers it's like three hours mm-hmm. and you finish that run you're you're fairly tired the next day but then you go out again and you do like two to two and a half hours and so you're practicing running on tired legs and that's another great opportunity to practice like the, the mental toughness and the fueling aspect as well because those become exponentially important when you do that second run and so that's a way that we get more volume and prepare the body for running 50 miles, um, you know, instead of just putting you out there on a 50-mile training run, because that, no one does that. I don't do that. <laughs> yeah, no, there definitely is, and I mean, as, as, the, as the
0: ultras get longer, that, you know, it's not like you go out for a 75-mile training run. No,
1: first, never, You know? no. I mean, and honestly, like, and this is, we don't do a 100-mile training plan, but the the volume doesn't get exponentially bigger. Like, it, I mean, it doesn't like if I'm training for a hundred miler, it's not that, that different from a 50 mile training plan. It's not the same, but it's like, you know, these are all preparing you to, to, you know, if you want to continue on the path with, uh, moving up in distance.
0: Totally. Um, so Carrie has a question. I'll come back to, um, the rest of your questions as well. Um, Sid- yeah. D- Deanna, I'm sorry if I'm saying that wrong. I, just, of all people should not butcher a first name, but um, okay, so Carrie, because you talked about fueling, um, mm-hmm. I ran my first 50k last fall. And although I thought I was fueling sufficiently, I ended up hitting the wall. I'm able to fuel well for a marathon, but would love some advice on fueling specifically for a 50k or longer. And you have some, some great ideas. What are some basic stuff that you like to, to share, Stephanie
1: well, first of all, you're in luck, because we do a big focus on nutrition, because that's my background, mm-hmm. um, and that's kind of where I geek out. So most runners don't fuel enough, and um, uh, one of the, the big places where the, um, this things fall apart is not oh, start, uh, whoa, sorry, dogs are, <laughs> dogs are uh, fighting a little bit here, um, it don't start early enough. So you, know, you might be fueling enough but potentially not starting within the first hour. And so tips um, I like to give are, I guess, it's, it's hard to summarize in a few sentences, but one, be consistent with your fueling even during training runs. You need to train your gut to, to be adaptable to that fuel so you can use it during races. Um, and second, use simple carbohydrates. There's so many products out there that are trying to be like real food, better alternatives. They're not great for when you're racing and training. Save the real food for your meals. Like, you know, that's a really good rule of thumb. Um, Eat whole food, real food. And then when you're training, you want the simplest stuff so you don't have to digest it. So um, summary, good fuel, practice and training, and aim for probably 200 to 250 calories per hour.
0: Yeah, yeah. which
1: sounds like a lot, um, but it's it's magical when you can actually feel that difference. You totally can too. Yep, for sure.
0: Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, her other question was: um, Let's talk about um, going from. She said, "Would you advise piggybacking a fifty mile or after a fifty k? How much time would you suggest in between, and what kind of training would be best?" Um, so she's thinking about completing it just to go the distance, not a specific mm-hmm. time goal. But talk a little bit about once you finish an ultra whether you know your first for your first or a 50k how much time is smart so that you're not leaving your body completely overtired or putting yourself up to be mentally burnt out
1: yeah I think it's really good to not have something else on the calendar after you do your first race, your first ultra, because you don't know what the recovery is gonna be like. You don't know how your body's gonna feel. Um, everyone's a little different, but it takes a lot longer to recover from an ultra. Like a, a marathon I think is more acute, like maybe more painful right after, but you heal pretty quickly, whereas an ultra is maybe that slow pain that lasts a lot longer. So I would say you need at least six weeks um, to recover. And I, I would just, you know, the ultras are, they're not, they're not new, but they're new to like the, the mass population. And so I've just watched over the last five years, um, a lot of people doing the first 50 K and then their first 50 mile and the first hundred mile all within the same year. And it usually, it usually comes back to haunt them in terms of like a long-term injury or just like chronic fatigue, um, or their body just gets broken down. So I recommend a slow Entry to ultras. If you do your first 50k, why not do another 50k? And you like get some experience, get feel comfortable, and then jump up to a 50 mile. Now, I and I, I don't want to like um, you know sound like I'm trying to keep people from doing races, but um, to set yourself up for success, I think that's a really great way to think of it. Um, and oh yeah, I know what I was going to say if it's not your first 50k. Using a 50k for a 50 mile race is an okay way to do it, but not necessarily for your first one. Yeah, no, that makes sense. That makes sense.
0: Um, Okay, Um, so uh, going back to the training programs, it does it, um, Ann is asking, does the training program include trail, road, and treadmill runs, or is it just get your miles in any way you can? uh, do you want to talk about that a little bit
1: yeah we don't give a surface necessarily um i mean for something like hills um there is instruction on you know the type of hill how steep um but we leave it kind of open to you in terms of what's going to work for your schedule knowing that you want to get on the train specific to your race as much as possible so however that's going to work for you um you can kind of structure that out. But for the long runs, I really recommend getting on trails um, as much as you can, because that's where you're going to be racing, most likely. If you're yeah. doing a road ultra, then you should get on the roads. Yeah. Um, but there aren't that many of those. So
0: Yeah. And the thing about a trail, too, that is important um, is that it requires more mental um, acuity <laughs> or swimming, yeah, you know? and and so you know it's, it's like okay if you're going out for say two hours you know you might feel good for two hours and then that last hour it's really important on the trails because you are still moving your body forward and maybe dealing with roots and rocks and fatigue and all this stuff and so the next time you go out for that a three-hour run it won't feel quite as hard and so yeah you know, i know i know both of us live i live in denver you're in bend like we both live in places where good trails are not that hard to find Um, And that's, you know, a fortunate situation. Um, But, you know, so when you're thinking about this, and if you are thinking about doing an ultra this summer or this fall, really pay attention to what you have available to you. I mean, you can make a lot of things work. You can make stadiums, you know, work if you need to. You can make, um, you know, loops on a trail, um, on a, you know, a trail work. I mean, because if you're going to come, say, and run a, you know, say the North Face race in San Francisco, and you do live in Chicago, like, We can make it work, but we're definitely going to help you find some places where you can um, build in some trail time so that it doesn't, it's not so overwhelming um, when you get to it because everything will feel very new.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it it does. And it it goes both ways too, because when I get on the road, I feel like I'll, like a foreign, like, what is this? Like it, it's just so different. So in, like, um, said, you want to be prepared for what you're going to encounter on the trail and it it requires mental stimulation. So there's roots, there's rocks and, and you want to know, you know, how you want to know how that's going to impact your running stride and just, you know, how to deal with all of it when you're tired. So you don't get into the race and, fall on your face. (laughs) Cause that can happen.
0: Yes, absolutely. Um, Lindsay's asking, um, what about using a marathon as a training run? So a 26.2 on the road, what do you think about that?
1: I'm not a huge fan of it because they're so different. Um, and it, you know, it's hard to use a race to, to go easy enough in a race, um, to have it be quality. Um, it's not, it's not um, a black and white thing. Like, you know, it can work. But my preference is to follow the training plan um, and have the long runs be slower and not a race effort. Um, that said, if, if a marathon is incorporated, it's um, totally fine. It's just that there needs to be recovery built in after it so you, you know you have to take like a week of downtime because even even if it's just a training race it's still a race you still run 26.2 miles on pavement and have to recover from that absolutely um
0: okay uh, a couple other um questions here um does work, doing a long hike equal a trail in trail run tra- in ultra training so um if they if somebody does a a like a 14er here in colorado climbs a mountain mm-hmm. over fourteen thousand feet would that equate to a training run or is that more of just a long day hike
1: yeah that's kind of an interesting idea so um depending on the race course like if you're racing a mountainous you know like a lot of vert in a in a race yeah, that's, that's a long training run. Um, if you're running a flatter race, um, hiking isn't really specific. So you could count it as a long run for maybe one day, but I wouldn't include it regularly as part of a training plan. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also wouldn't include it as just a, an extra, you know, like cross training day because that's a that's a hard... That's a day. That's a day. That's yeah. a long day. So if for some reason that opportunity comes up, um, I would take it because I'm a fan of seizing the moment, seizing the opportunity, but know that um, you probably change the training a little bit to fit it in um, unless it's, you know, you're racing in Colorado. <laughs> that right. would be a great training, training uh, yes. run for Colorado. Exactly. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Well, and so, and, um, and just like this um all the other programs in the train like a mother club you know stephanie um and the other coaches are available to help you um with um move things around a little bit if you need to so you can you can reach them over the facebook page you can reach them um during office hours um you know you can reach them over email if that's if that's the best way to connect so you know if you do say oh my gosh i've got this trip to colorado coming up and i'm going to hike Pikes Peak or whatever it is, you know, it's during this week, we can say, okay, that's great. This is how you're going to want to do it. And here's how you're going to modify your schedule a little bit so that you do get that, you know, you you count it, but then you also get, can get back on the plan um, fairly quickly so that you don't miss out um, on too many important other things.
1: Yeah. And that's a great point. I think, I mean, I'm more than happy to help people kind of structure those, those events in. And I think I encourage them because I don't want this training plan to be so, um, you know, so strict or so non, so rigid that you can't have things like that. And that's sort of the beauty of trail running too. It's not like you're going for miles and splits in time. Like if you have something like that, it's easy to work it in. So I think, sure. yeah, those things are totally normal to, sure. to fit in during a training block.
0: What about trying to fit in something like, um, a sprint triathlon? So if you say you are, say you do a couple of sprints, sprint triathlons during the summer and, um, somebody's training for a 50 K, you know, in October, would that be, um, okay to kind of merge the plans or should she just really focus more on the, on the ultra training, um, for her first 50 K?
1: I mean, my first preference is obviously to focus for the 50 K, but I realize that's not always feasible. So I think it, it could work as long as there's enough time to do, to switch over to run specific training. Um, you know, like eight, eight weeks as a minimum, um, leading into the race. So if the race was October, then if you're done by late summer and can really dedicate time to, to running, I think that can work. Um, it's just, you know, a matter of like, what's the priority and knowing that, you know, maybe this ultra isn't the priority. And and if that's okay, then we can get you ready, but, um, it won't be at the same as if you did the full program. Exactly,
0: exactly. And, you know, having watched people come through a couple times and, and combine programs, I mean, I would say, especially for the ultra, you know, you're gonna, you said eight weeks. I mean, I personally would go 12 to 16. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, I kind of
1: like eight hey, weeks. Oh, I don't know if that's enough. Yeah. <laughs> spot.
0: <laughs> you could definitely do one at the beginning of the summer. You could do one in like June or something like that. You could do a yeah. one in June mm. and get, you know, use um the biking and the swimming for cross training and stuff. But then especially because, again, what we've talked—we kind of harped on, but that time on the trails, time on your feet is really going to be the difference um, between success on race day and feeling really strong and not. And Mm -hmm. um, so that's, you know, that's just important, especially for your first time out. We really want you to feel like you're strong. And that's one thing, you know, again, let me just Take a little sidebar here. And one thing, again, I just watch these programs go by. I have not had, I've been unable to participate in a 50K program, even though I'd like to. And what I see again and again is that people who follow this plan and follow Stephanie's um, advice on nutrition on race day feel so good almost throughout the whole race. Of course, there's going to be ups and downs and there's going to be peaks and valleys, but they feel strong at the end, which is not always the case, as most of us know, who's been in been a No, you not know? for
1: the first, not for your first ultra. And it's been incredible to watch this, you know, yeah. from my, my side. Um, and I'm, you know, this isn't like, I'm not taking credit for this. These women work hard and they listen oh, they do. But, and but, they, they execute, but it's, it's really cool to see if you follow these steps we put out, you can be really successful.
0: Yeah, and it feels really good. I mean, it feels so good to be on mile 28. Maybe that's the farthest you've ever gone and you have three, a little over three miles left and you still feel like you have something to give. And that is, Yeah. what a a great, great feeling and what a cool position to put yourself in. And again, going back, you know, Stephanie, a lot of credit does go to you because these plans, when you first see them, you're like, I'm gonna run an ultra. I've got to ramp up my mileage. I've got to, you know, really, I'm going to get up into the, you know, whatever, over 50 miles a week or over 60 miles a week. That these don't do that. And that's what's yeah. so lovely about it is, yeah, definitely you're going to hit some high mileage mm-hmm. during the peak weeks, but they also work into your schedule. And they work into the schedule of busy women, whether you're your mom or not. Um, and that's, you know, it's not, you really come at it from a quality and quality as well as more as less. Yeah. And right. Yeah. Sometimes I, that feels wrong in the runner mentality. Sometimes it does it come together, but we've seen it come together too many times uh-huh. to about it
1: at this point point. <laughs> and all I have to say is just trust me on this. Like, it's, yeah. you know, it's just, it's something that I put a lot of thought and time into, um, to create. And it, it does, it does seem a little bit different than a traditional marathon plan, but it works. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and
0: so one of the, another question is, how do I get, um, my, my wife on board, my partner on board with me training for this? And, um, you know, one of the things I would say, again, if you're doing your first 50K, you've got two days off most weeks. So that's pretty, mm-hmm. that's pretty lovely to help around the house and be um, present for your family. And the weekend runs, you know, they, they ramp up for sure. And you're going to need some more quality recovery time after them. But if you, you know, spend time, this is like any program, whether you're going to run a half marathon or a 10K or whatever, you're introducing something new to the dynamic of your household. You've got to sit down and say, these are the weekends that I need. I'm going to need the day. Mm -hmm. I'm going to drive to the trail. I'm going to be out there for four hours. And then I'm going to drive home and I'm going to need some recovery time. And, you know, and I think the biggest thing is being upfront about it and talking about why it's important to you and how you'll help restore balance on the days that you can. And you know what the plan is for after, I mean, you know, you you have dogs, Stephanie. So you. Don't- <laughs> I've got
1: my dog, my dog pops. But,
0: but you and your husband are both super active. I mean, it's a little bit of a give and take, right? You guys have to. Oh yeah. Right. right?
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. And I mean, dogs are nothing like children, but still we have to do this. Our, um, our little one just turns, he turned one today. So that's really exciting. So he can, he can finally start running with us, which is great. But yeah, no, I get busy life. Um, I've got way too many things on my plate most of the time. And so, yeah, it, it is all about like planning ahead and Prioritizing what's important for you at certain times, but also okay When can I take a step back and prioritize my partner or my family and with this plan? I mean there th- that should be realistic um, The other piece is if you're fueling correctly, you shouldn't be so wiped out This, this plan should be sustainable um, That you know, you don't have to go take a nap every single day um, and fueling plays a big role in that Yeah, totally
0: Um, And then a similar question, you know, and we kind of just, we've touched on this, but suggestions on how to stay healthy while training, nutrition, um, physical therapy, um, strength, all the above.
1: (laughs) All the above, yeah. Yeah. The most underrated uh, piece of training and performance and recovery and staying healthy is sleep. So if, if all, like, if you have to skip a training run every once in a while to get more sleep do it, because that can make such a big difference. Even amongst elite athletes, people are always looking to maximize training and like taking supplements and using altitude tents. And it's like, all that stuff doesn't really matter if you're not getting enough sleep, because that is one of the biggest predictors of, of success and performance.
0: Totally. Totally. And, um, yeah, it's free too. (laughs) It is free. It is free. Um, Nutrition, you know we we go through nutrition on the trail and off the trail um, yep. in these programs and then also um, physical therapy. I mean, you know you, Stephanie, um, I know I've had your fair share of injuries, and mm-hmm. um, you know we want you to come in. you know you don't have to be injury free, but you have to be on top of your things, right? Yes. You know that your right hip always hurts after you know eight miles then you need to know what do I do to make sure that that hip is going to be strong enough and I can make sure that I can keep it in a healthy position so you know if that is massages every other week if that is seeing my physical therapist once a month whatever you have whatever little you know prescription you have to keep yourself healthy you have to keep up through during, during this program at yes. any training program yes. Right? yes it's not you know There's no passes, unfortunately. No,
1: so important to have a connection to a professional like that. Like my PT is, I have like a a team of people, actually. But my PT is the person I call up or email when things are going wrong. And he's talked me down before and like also given me a cautionary you know, no to like, oh, slow down, this doesn't sound good. But h- just having that person established before you get into train into a training plan is so great because you never know when things are gonna pop up. And when you already have a relationship or you know you've at least met each other, when something happens, you can go right to that person. You don't have to be like, oh I need to establish, you know, who my PT is and et cetera, et cetera. But you know, just having that person is so helpful.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So if if you are coming into, I mean, I don't care if you running a first half marathon or you're doing a half Ironman or you want to run an ultra or whatever it is having established that before you get hurt because often and I'm not saying that you're going to get hurt knock on wood and having them see your body you know in its natural state and how you know your imbalances we all have imbalances Yep. and then they have an idea and in their notes and they can say okay yeah her boot medius needs to be worked on or whatever there's always something that you can do that is going yes. to perform your and improve your performance so mm-hmm. That's just a little PSA on that. Um, so here's a question from Gina. Um, she says, she hasn't run a marathon and the thought of one sort of scares her, but for some reason, the idea of an ultra is appealing. I think it's because I'm all about the endurance and not speed. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, when it comes to time on your feet, as a person that takes longer than others, I know about time on my feet. My longest time on my feet during a training run for a half marathon has been three hours. Um, how much more than that um, will there be in an ultra? Um, so I guess let's talk a little bit about the longest runs, um, in the 50 K program. Um, the longest run, I believe I'm looking at this right now, it looks like it goes up to five hours, but we need to cover, we kind of have a little, um, two baskets that you need to fill one or the other. Um, you need to go for, um, at least four hours and then you need to go for at least 24 miles. Yep. Um, so it's four to five miles, 24 to 28 miles. Um, so that's. So if it takes you a little bit over five hours to go 24 miles, that's okay. Yeah. Um, But we don't – we need you to cover at least 24 miles.
1: Yeah, and we put that 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 mileage in – we just – we put that in, um, you know, after we discuss the time because we want to make sure, even though you are out there for five hours, if you're not covering that much ground, we want to make sure that you're prepared to complete the distance. So, yeah, it's an either-or thing um, for the longest run.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then most of the other ones, I mean, during the week – you're mostly at 60 minutes for a lot of the runs at the most 60 to 70 minutes, but a lot of them are 30 to 40 like recovery runs. Yep. Um, the, and the only other, um, bit that you, that you should know about, and I love this again about these programs, Stephanie is, you know, you can really, um, it's really about tuning into your own body because like the week before that the first run is, um, um, two to three hours, and then um, on a Saturday, it's two to three hours. And then on Sunday, it's one to two hours. So that is a back-to-back long run in the 50K mm-hmm. program. But so, so you know what? So if you're feeling like I am a little tired, I'm going to go two hours today and one hour on Sunday, perfect. You know, Yes, there's I mean, a
1: range for a yeah. reason. And don't always choose the upper or the lower. Like, really be honest with yourself. And like, most runners, they need... Um, Someone to tell them it's okay to back off, (laughs) you know. Like I'm always going to do the upper end, but if you're tired, like give yourself that grace to be like, okay, I'm just gonna I'm going to do an hour and then recover, Um, and then hopefully the next weekend you feel better. So yeah, we put those. um, uh, There's a nice range, a very generous,
0: healthy range that is, you know, it's going to work. For everybody, like it's gonna work whether you're on run hour or two hours. Again, like yep. we runners have a hard time not, like Stefan just said, go not going. Oh my God, I've got to do the top. I've got to be the best. I've got to get my A. But you know what? You're gonna if you can really. A lot of this is just about listening to what you need that day and knowing yep. that the, the plan is gonna work for you for that.
1: And aim um, for a B. That's what for I always B. say. Yes, yes. yes.
0: No I say, A pluses. <laughs> I, yeah, exactly. I say good enough, which is a C in my mind. Aim yeah. for good enough. You don't need there to be, you go. be great, but good enough. Um, okay, there was one question. Um, she has her first ultra uh, on the calendar for September twenty second. She's going um, like a sixty three k or about okay about forty miles, thirty nine to forty miles. Mm-hmm. Which plan would be better for her? Should she think? I mean, that's really almost cutting the difference between yeah. the fifty miler.
1: I would say it depends on the course. So if it's a it's a more mountainous, rolling, like hilly course, if it's going to be a longer finish time, I would go for the 50 mile plan. If it's a a little bit faster course, then I go for the 50k plan. So either one, I honestly think if we did like an experiment and we put this person in both training plans, the end result would probably be the same. So I would just say, let's look at the race course and then pick off that. Awesome. Yeah,
0: let's, let's let's do an experiment. Let's put her on both. Yeah,
1: <laughs> who knows how to clone our own
0: little our own little train like a mother A <laughs> B experiment. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so and um so that said, you know we are going to um have next weekend. So not this weekend, but the following weekend, um, that March. I'm looking at my calendar right now. It looks like March 2nd and 3rd. We're going to have a promotion for ultra running. Um, We're going to have 20% off the plans. Um, So if you want to, between now and then, um, drop us a line at uh, Club at anothermotherrunner.com with any questions for Stephanie. We'll get those to her and she can get back to you. Um, we will also, you know, be happy to, um, field questions over Facebook or that kind of stuff as well. So, you know, if you're coming in and, um, and if you have other questions after thinking about this, um, great. And, and, and the other thing is, you know, if you don't want to join one of the plans, that's awesome too. I mean, we want you to go out and and run an ultra and have a great time. Um, but it'd be really fun if if you got to join us.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's a great experience, honestly. I mean, it, you know, for everyone involved, myself included, like it's, it's a pretty cool group of women and program
0: i agree i agree so um so thank you guys for joining us if there's i'm not seeing any other questions um if you have any others um type them in quickly otherwise stephanie thank you for your time it's always really fun to talk to you and um likewise can you show us your cute dog that's oh yeah stand up
1: come here buddy (laughs) <laughs> he's growling he's
0: oh he's so cute i love that point here it's so yeah
1: he's uh he's he's unique yes. how, <laughs> he's how much does he, he weigh he's probably like 30 pounds right now he's like he's tall but he's super skinny yeah, he's about. ready for the trails man he is ready yeah awesome yeah um thanks
0: you guys thanks for joining us carrie and everybody else and we will see you um out on the trails have a great
1: rest of your day I'm good, bye. Bye, Stephanie.